0: Welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. My name is Jill Foose. I'm a functional medicine and integrative nutrition health coach. I created this podcast to bring you along as we travel down intriguing science packed roads, debunking old medical paradigms and perusing new innovative therapies and modalities with the finest functional medicine doctors, practitioners, and like-minded biohackers while living our best life. Enjoy the show. Hi everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. Today starts my three-part series titled, What is a Health Coach? Health coaching dates as far back as the 1960s, and today there are over 120,000 health coaches in the U.S. certified by hundreds of programs. We can be found in hospital settings, doctor's offices, corporations, health insurance companies, spas, local and state government agencies, and working as independent business owners like myself. We write cookbooks, we write about diet and lifestyle changes, we write about our personal journey, and we host podcasts, again, like me. Health coaches come in all different flavors. Most of us specialize in health and wellness topics such as autoimmune conditions, men's health, menopause, weight loss, trauma, chronic pain, sleep strategies, stress management, ADHD, parents of autistic children, Lyme disease, hair loss, the list literally goes on and on. Some health coaches like myself go on to become a national board certified health and wellness coach, which means that we've been trained at the highest level as possible, conducted 50 hours of coaching before taking the test, which is the board exam developed under the wings of the national board of medical examiners. So what is a health coach anyways? And That's why we're here today. In this series, I'll be chatting with three very different coaches about what we do, how we're trained, what skill sets we use, how we differ from nutritionists and dietitians, how we work with our clients, and everything in between. My goal is to make sure you walk away from this episode truly understanding the ins and outs of health coaching and why so many people, like yourself perhaps, would benefit from working with one. So my first guest today is Michael Krug. Michael is a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and Certified Personal Trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. He has been practicing since 2018 and works with busy professional men to help them build strength and lose weight while increasing their energy and confidence. Though he currently embodies health, Michael has seen both Ends of the health spectrum. In 2012, at the age of 20, Michael weighed 275 pounds. His blood pressure was 160 over 10 with medication. He had dropped out of college and was dealing with extreme depression. Through years of trial and learning, Michael developed simple but powerful strategies to reclaim his own health and now coaches men to do the exact same thing. So, a little medical disclaimer before we dive in with Michael. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice or for making any lifestyle changes to treat any medical condition, and either yourself or others, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any of my guests on my podcast. So stay tuned. Let's dive in. Hi, Michael. Welcome to the Health Trip Podcast. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Jill, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about this series. I'm doing a three-part series with very different health coaches. You're the first one. And I'm just really excited to bring forward different perspectives on health coaching and how we work, because I really feel like even though we're becoming more mainstream, I still feel like people have a, a lot of confusion around what is a health coach. So tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to become a health coach, what inspired you, and just a little bit about your your own business.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Jill. And yeah, thanks again for having me. Uh, when it comes to health coaching, like you mentioned, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but it definitely, it, it fills a gap that our contemporary health system and healthcare model doesn't address. And we'll get into that. But for me personally, I, I got into coaching because 10 years ago, actually, uh, 2012 was when I had an awakening experience, per per se, I was 375 pounds, Uh, my blood pressure was 160 over 100. And that was with a 10 milligram dose of ACE inhibitor daily. My cholesterol was over 250. And you know, I had a lot of mental stuff going on as well. Uh, I had probably undiagnosed depression, I dropped out of college at that time, I was 20, and I'm 30 now. And I really had this realization that I had to take my health into my own hands. It was actually, I had this realization in the doctor's office uh, coming off my fourth major knee surgery in three years. So through years of just trial, learning, experimentation, trying to figure out what to do for my health, uh, I made a transformation. I lost over 150 pounds and I've sustained it. Uh, And and for 10 years now, I've been at my, it took about three to four years for me to lose all the weight, but it's much more than just losing weight. It's it's really the health gained. I got my my life back, my confidence back. And uh, through that, people actually saw like on Facebook, they saw my transformation. A lot of people from high school, from early days of college. And I had uh, probably three or four dozen people, excuse me, <clears throat> reach out to me and ask, hey, like I'm struggling with this. Can you help me lose weight? Can you help me regain my health? So I actually started coaching people while I was still in school for free. Uh, I didn't realize it was an actual industry until I think it was 2016 when I was like, "Oh, people actually do this for a living." So, started coaching. Then I got certified by the uh, Well Coaches program, which is an <laughs> awesome program. They really focus on the coaching skills first and foremost, which I loved about it. Uh, and then in 2020, I took the board exam, and so I'm board-certified health and fitness or health and wellness coach. Uh, And then I also am a NASM certified personal trainer, just because I had most of my clients wanted fitness training as a part of it. And that was technically outside the scope of coaching. And I'm really passionate about fitness. I I like to do powerlifting with my free time. It's like a hobby. So uh, I I got both of those. So I call myself a health and fitness coach, but I'm definitely a health coach first. So that's my story. I,
0: I love that. I mean, you are the epitome of men's health. I mean, you took your health in your own hands and you completely transformed your life.
1: Yeah, it was, it was quite the journey. And uh, learning through that process and being able to, you know, like you mentioned, I, I do focus on working primarily with men, uh, just because a lot of times, at least what I see with a lot of my friends and just contemporary culture is men don't necessarily have the they don't want to take it seriously until something really comes up until it's, it's not too late, but until something really prompts them into action, uh, whether that's, you know, a pre-diabetic diagnosis, whether that's cancer, unfortunately, or whatever it may be. Uh, a lot of men, at least, you know, in the last maybe 10, 20, longer, longer ago, a lot of men have not taken the holistic Health modalities very seriously. And I'm out here just trying to help men figure out that, hey, we can actually be more proactive with this and live more vitalistic, kind of fulfilling lives if we start to take it seriously at a younger age. Now, I had to go through some stuff. Obviously, being, you know, 375 pounds at 20 years old isn't ideal. Uh, And I had, you know, my own things that I had to figure out in that process, but just trying to help uh, empower men to be more embodied in what it means to be a healthy male. So, uh, that's definitely kind of like what you said, just being able to walk the walk. Uh, a lot of my clients appreciate my story and that I've really kind of been through the trenches, so to say, when it comes to health and well-being.
0: Absolutely. You've created a safe space for men to come and not be judged and to really work on themselves and, and show that vulnerable side and and just dig into their, their goals and, and how they want to live the rest of their life. I think it's absolutely wonderful. All right. So let's talk about health coaching. Give us your definition of what a health coach is. Like, let's say you you walk into a room, you're going to a networking meeting, or maybe you're at a wedding, whatever it is, and someone says, oh, hi, Michael, what do you do?
1: Yeah, so I would answer that and say, I help busy professional men build strength and lose weight while increasing their energy and confidence. Now that's me specifically. When it comes to health coaching as a practice, I would define health coaches as partners in your health and well-being who help you understand your own intuitive rhythms and patterns and what's gonna work best for your life so that you can develop sustainable habits for the rest of your life. That's really what health coaching is all about. It's a partnership, right? The coach and the client, I like to use this metaphor with my clients, but if we're trying to get to the top of a mountain and we're in a car, The client is driving and I'm in the passenger seat and I maybe have the map. We're looking back and forth at the map. We're figuring out, you know, there's a lot of different routes, a lot of different roads we can take to get to the top of this this mountain. I'm helping my client figure out the best way to get up there um, and that they can, you know, sustain it once they get up to the top of the mountain. So it's a partnership. It's really self-exploration by the client that is facilitated and catalyzed by the coach, using coaching skills to help them really dig deep into their own being and find the strategies internally that are going to help them make change and sustain it.
0: I love that that is such a great explanation. I love that analogy too. That's absolutely perfect. So let's talk about some of these skill sets that coaches are trained in. What are some of the things there's a lot of different skills we have learned throughout mm-hmm. our our training, but what are some of the top ones that you have found are the most beneficial for your clients?
1: Definitely. So The one that's kind of obvious. I mean, most coaches, especially if you're working with a board-certified health coach, they've gone through some form of lifestyle medicine training, so they have a really good understanding of what lifestyle medicine is and why lifestyle behaviors are really the the key points of of health. Now, beyond that, a good coach is going to use a lot of different skills. I would say the biggest one, the biggest two, maybe for me, uh, motivational interviewing and appreciative inquiry. So, motivational interviewing really being able to ask good questions and ask them in the right way to elicit the response that the client is able to reflect on their decisions. And, you know, when ambivalence comes comes up, they can make the decision that's best for them going forward. So uh, really just motivational interviewing is a different way to say asking the right questions and asking really good open-ended questions that are going to spark deeper insight for the client themselves. And then for me, one that I focus on uh, and most coaches do, uh, that's a really big one is appreciative inquiry. So that's really just focusing on strengths first, because coaching as a practice is really rooted in positive psychology, which isn't just to say, oh, everything is happy. Everything is good. If you're not familiar with positive psychology, but when we focus on our strengths and focus on things that are already working well in our life, that's going to help us just you know get the ball rolling quicker and help that ball continue to roll and build momentum Again, focusing on strengths, because a lot of, you know, not just contemporary healthcare, but a lot of of things that we focus on in society is trying to solve problems and trying to remove the negative. So health coaching is really unique where it's like, well, let's take what you already know and what you already do well, and let's build on that first and build a solid base. So I would say those are probably the two biggest ones.
0: Yeah, I love those. Um, Let's talk about what you were just um, referring to in terms of positive psychology. So many times people come to a health coach, even if they were just going to therapy, right? And we're coming with a lot of negative energy, a negative story that we've created in our minds. And so when you have a client who you're onboarding and they come with this negative, I hate my body. I hate the way I feel. I, I can't get to the gym. I don't know how to eat right. I can't figure anything out you know how do you use these skill sets to help them turn that mindset around for themselves
1: yeah there's a couple of different things that I use so when, a, when it's a new client uh, my my intake paperwork and my, my welcome packet I call it there's a lot of questions that's only asking about what are, what's your past experience what is you know your success story something where when it comes to your health and well-being we've all had some sort of success when it comes to our health and well-being no matter how big or how small, whether it was you know, two years ago or 25 years ago, uh, we start with focusing on the past and things that have worked. That's a really good way to get into the mindset of thinking about things that we already know is, are going to work. And then just asking questions, you know, what are your strengths? What, do you, what gives you joy in life? You know, what do you take pride in? And it's not just related to health, right? A lot of people, if we tie it back to their values, Right? Like, I love my family. I really enjoy my career and what I do for a job. Uh, me personally, I love playing golf. Right. So, just starting to focus on the things that we truly enjoy in life, there's always going to be a connection back to health and well being. Our health and well being is so. Uh, complex, it's like a giant spider web, per se, and every single part of our being is tied back to that. So really focusing on the things and the values that people have really positive associations with, that's a great place to start. So I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's great. Does a health coach tell their client what to do? I know we were talking about the partnership, the the collaborative approach to a short-term and long-term plan. But do we tell our clients what to do?
1: So the short answer to that is no. It's really, and if you look at coaching as a practice, it came out of the idea that a prescriptive model is really important for some things, but when it comes to lifestyle behaviors, it doesn't really work. And if you think about it, if you've gone to the doctor uh, and they've said, okay, well, I want you to lose weight. So, you know, go eat this, whatever, don't drink that. And there's almost like this inner teenager inside our brain that's like, well, I don't want to listen to you. And it happens subconsciously when we're told what to do. So short answer is no. Uh, I mean, there are times within a coaching session where if there's a lot of ambivalence, we don't know what the next step is. I'll engage in a creative brainstorming process where we go back and forth, and then I'm interjecting you know, in a kind of way, I don't know if that's the right term to use, but I'm I'm putting ideas out there in the brainstorming, yeah. but it still feels like it's coming internally from the client first when you do it as a partnership and brainstorming. So that's the only way where I'm really, you know, if someone's really at a spot where they don't know where to go next, where, um, and again, I'm not really telling them, but it's more so ideas are coming out of that. Uh, but the, again, the short answer is no, we're not prescribing anything really. It's, it's we all as, as humans intuitively know what's going to be, best for our health and well-being it's just figuring that out what's what, and how it works best for each individual client so again hope that answers your question yeah
0: yeah no that's perfect i love that um do clients have to give up certain things do So going back to we don't tell them what to do, but I have a lot of clients that come to me and say, I really want to do this, but I don't want to give up gluten. I really love my dairy. I I don't like going to the gym. You know, this is, you know, they have, they come with their ideas of what they're not willing to give up, yet they have this giant goal of how they want to feel and look and and live in the next year to five years. What do you do when you're faced with that?
1: Yeah, it's. That's a really big one. And I, I would say probably most, if not all of my clients have a similar idea, yeah. like I don't want to give this up forever. Uh, I'm of the mindset and the way I practice is that if you're trying to completely restrict or stay away from something, oftentimes if you're still having cravings or true desires to have that, it can kind of snowball up. And then eventually you get to a point where maybe you overconsume that food or, um, whatever it may be, you just get to a point where it's kind of like an energetic flow, and it builds up and, and comes back like full circle per se. So no, I don't I don't think that it's it's really necessarily the healthiest choice to try and completely stay away from something. Now, if you start talking about you know celiac or um, you know lactose intolerance, obviously there's there's reasons to be doing that, um, but it's more just being mindful of your choices, having a good understanding, a base education of what foods are and how they're going to interact with your body. And then just making the proper decision at the time. And something else that I think is important too is, you know, with gluten and dairy in specific, right? We know that for a lot of us, it can cause a lot of inflammation and it can be beneficial when it comes to maybe mental health. If you're really going through something just to be able to have that kind of dopamine release. So, Short answer again, no, there's no restriction, no complete restriction. Uh, And it's really a self-discovery process of how foods will interact with you and deciding in the moment, is this a decision that I like, is this a food I want to consume at this time? Uh, And then most of my clients, I mean, they don't, maybe they'll try giving it up for a couple of weeks if it's, that's their own decision if they want to, but most people, you can still fit those things into your life. It just looks very different going forward. So yeah. hope that yeah. Yeah.
0: So one of the things I really love about um, health coaching with my clients is bringing forward current science and educating them, right? We know how to find some information that maybe they're not finding on the internet or through conversations with their uh, primary care physician or whoever that may be. So I love bringing forward more education, more current science to help spark them, spark their mind to be open to other ideas and then being able to move forward and try new things. And I always suggest to keep some type of diary or journal handy to really understand, especially when you're doing um, more of a food elimination protocol how do you feel? How did you sleep? How did you, how were you, were you focused? How was your energy level? So really understanding that tracking this information over time and seeing what works and what doesn't work when you see it on paper and you have a feeling associated with that, you can make a better judgment call on how you want to move forward next. And so the coach is there to help guide you and put some, you know, new thoughts and ideas in your mind, but at the end of the day, the client is in control of their own decisions and is the has the final word on where they're going to go from that point on.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's such an important piece of it too. Is it comes back to that, you know, that subconscious internal teenager. Again, if if we're coming up with the strategies ourselves and then holding ourselves accountable through I just want to share this is a notebook that I gift to all my new clients because I really believe in pen and paper. Right. So it's just a branded notebook. But when we are coming up with the strategies internally, the, the evidence again shows that there's so much more sustainable just from the start. Right. So I'm glad that you touched on that too. And the reflection process is huge because if we're not reflecting, right, how do we know if it's one thing versus another, that's showing the success or the, the, that we're not getting there. Right. So great point, Jill. Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah. So when should someone hire a health coach?
1: That's a great question. Why should so, someone
0: hire yeah. a health coach, also versus a nutritionist or maybe even a dietitian?
1: Mm-hmm. I think with this one, uh, you need to. So we talk about in health coach training stages of change, right? And most health coaches within their intake are going to kind of get a sense of where you're at on your stage of change. Change, but if you're someone who you feel like maybe you've tried before, um, maybe for example you've you've worked with some people who were pushing products or they were just giving information and not doing real coaching, if you're really set on making change to your health and your well-being and your life, uh, definitely explore what options are available to you. Now, when it comes to a health coach versus nutritionist versus dietitian, uh, it's so funny because I'll tell people I'm a health a health coach and they're like, oh, so like are you a nutritionist? I'm like, well, no, it's, it's actually pretty different. Um, a health coach is very much, we're focused on behaviors and you know it's it's broader than just nutrition a lot of people it's it's very much in the same container but it's it's way deeper than that too right activity is a big piece of it stress management is a huge piece of health coaching as well if you are experiencing you know more maybe difficulties or challenges when it comes to nutrition when it comes to your diet you might want to work specifically with a nutritionist because they're trained more in just food Uh, and then with dieticians too I mean they're able to look at uh, and prescribe different potential uh, illness or disease that might be going on related specifically to food. So it's almost like, you know, working down like the layers, like a health coach is going to be very broad, they'll touch on it, but they're not going to get as in depth as a nutritionist. And then even deeper is dietitian to figure out what exactly might be going on. So again, I hope that answers your question. I also
0: think some, um, another reason someone might want to hire a health coach is because possibly they've gotten a poor diagnosis from their primary care physician. And we all know that doctors that go to, that are in medical school are not trained in lifestyle and they're not trained in nutrition. And so they often leave their doctor's office confused and overwhelmed and worried, and they don't know where to start. And so we tend to bridge the gap between a medical diagnosis and the reality of living a different lifestyle to help combat that diagnosis, whatever it is. And so we, you know, we're that middleman that helps you create that partnership that we go, we go back to the collaborative approach and and we can help connect the dots, help you connect your dots to make sure that you're on the right path for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's such an important point. And one thing too, to keep in mind, so uh, right now, health coaching as a practice is not covered by insurance. However, it is a level three, I believe they call it CPT. So they're doing research on it. Uh, We as health coaches already know that it works. So it's only going to be a matter of time before um, this kind of syndication or this bridge between, you know, the the provider uh, and the lifestyle behaviors that the health coach is going to be a very important piece of that. So again, like you mentioned at the start, it's still a relatively new field. Um, and I think it will probably be within the, at least the next 10 years, if not sooner, that this is going to be reimbursed by insurance because they're going to see just the the value and what, how important it is. So yeah, just want to touch on that and, as well.
0: And already in um, many functional medicine doctor's offices around the country, they've already incorporated health coaching and um, it can be a very affordable way to work that way. Another affordable way to work with a health coach would be in small groups. hmm um, which I know you do small groups for your your male clients. Tell us a little yeah. bit about the group mentality versus the one-on-one approach, which is what I focus on.
1: Definitely, yeah. So I shifted to pretty much completely group coaching uh, at the start of 2022. And I feel like, especially working with men, it's really been, uh, I mean, all of my clients, for the most part, see really good results, but even better in the group because- A, there's a sense of camaraderie, right? You've got other guys who are with you, going through similar things, going through, um, you know, whether it comes to family, career, whatever it may be, like just more people to empathize with. uh, And we're also bouncing more ideas off of each other at the same time. So a lot of guys are picking up strategies, you know, that someone else implemented two weeks ago, and now they're picking it up. So it's been really great. Uh, The sessions are a little different than one-on-one. They're a little bit longer. There is still one-to-one coaching within each session. Uh, And then I also have an online course that comes with my coaching program. So a lot of the information, because we didn't even talk about this, right? Um, Maybe you'll touch on this with some of the other health coaches, but the importance of crafting a vision, the importance of habits and understanding how to make habits work for you, right? So I have a lot of that in my education, uh, in my, it's just a Kajabi course online that they use. Mm -hmm. But then we're really focused on just coaching in our weekly sessions together. And I don't, I haven't done more than six people per group yet. And if I do have more, I'll just make two separate times, but uh, it really, the small group is, has been really powerful. And I feel like, especially for men, it's it's worked really well. So again, I hope that answers. Yeah, that's
0: great. So Michael, tell everyone where we can find, where they can find you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the best place on the internet would probably be my website coachkrug.com. That's coach and then K-R-U-G, my last name. dot com. From there, you can find all of my social medias. I also write blogs and articles and just a bunch of good information and content on there. Excuse me. And then on Instagram, it's michael underscore krug, uh, and then just my name, Michael Alfred Krug, on Facebook. If you want to be friends there, as well as LinkedIn. So, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. I'm I'm pretty pretty daily on those three social medias as well as my website.
0: Great. Well, it was so nice to have you on here. And I just love that you um, specialize in men's health because we, you know, there's so many coaches out there and I would say there's a majority of women. So I love having um, your male perspective brought forward today to really share your style and how you focus on helping people really hack into that lifestyle change. So thank you so much again.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jill. It's been a pleasure, and uh, it's it's. Uh, we'll stay connected, and I hope everyone, if you're listening, just uh, keep on living your most inspired and thriving life.
0: I love that. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to part two of my three-part series on what is a health coach, and today my guest is Jen Bruno. She is a board-certified health and wellness coach and an ACE-certified personal trainer. She's passionate about health and wellness, behavior change, and inspiring people to live their healthiest and happiest lives. She's been a certified personal trainer since 2008 and a certified holistic health coach since 2011, and has maintained a private practice for much of this time while also working in corporate wellness. She is certified through the American Council on Exercise, Well Coaches, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaches, the Institute for Psychology of Eating and the Association of Diabetes Care and Education Specialists as a Diabetes Prevention Lifestyle Coach. She's a graduate of DePaul University, a fellow Chicagoan, and let's start chatting away with Jen. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you here today. Thanks, Jill. Great to be with you. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this three-part series I'm doing on what is a health coach. I feel that even though we're becoming more um, more visible into the healthcare system. There's still a lot of confusion about what a health coach is, what we do and how we're trained and how we fit into someone's team, right? Someone's healthcare team. Um, where, where do we what do we bring to the table that maybe they haven't had brought to the table before? So before we dive in on what is a health coach, I want to learn a little bit more about you and have you share with my listeners um, what brought you to even be become a health coach in the first place.
2: Yeah, so I began as a personal trainer and I would arrive to sessions and my clients would be sleep deprived, stressed over work money relationships, didn't eat well, hasn't, haven't been eating well in ages. And so just there were a lot of stressors and inflammation happening in their bodies, whereas adding more stressors through a workout just didn't feel like we're getting where we need to go. So that's not the holy grail, although I I love being active and so I think everyone should move more. But for some clients, we need to look at these other slices of the pie. So once I determine that there's obviously a big, huge umbrella of wellness, what are the other factors and how can I best help them? So I began to educate myself, uh, study and and acquire certifications for nutrition, for the psychology of eating. um, you know, any number of things, diabetes certifications, tobacco cessation, and just the general uh, board, national board certified uh, health coaching certification so that I can do this all under one roof and uh, work on people's nutrition, fitness, stress management, joy, creativity, passion, purpose, um, sleep, and all, all those good things. So that's what brought me to there is I realized that there's no one thing that you need to do to have complete vitality and well-being. There's a lot of slices to the pie and everybody's slices are of different sizes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a whole bunch of certifications that you have, and I also have a, uh, a variety of certifications. So do you think that that's confusing to um, someone looking for a specific health coach? And what, what should we be looking for when we're wanting either to have a consultation with someone or go forward and hire someone? What are some of those really important certifications? I would
2: start at the end
0: and work backwards. So I would look for, because
2: the national board certification Mm -hmm. is considered a gold standard and a way to vet coaches, because it is kind of the wild west as it has been in personal training, where a lot of people can just hang a shingle and say they do this. So. It's no joke to pass the exam. so if you if you've passed if, if you first have gone to a program that is vetted by the board, you need to pass you need to uh, um, continue, you know um, finish that, go through that, finish that before you can sit for the national board exam. So if you find a coach that's national board certified, that's a really good place to start. Then I would look into the specialties. maybe there's some, something certain you're looking for. maybe, You have, you know, we've spoken out about blood sugar issues. Maybe you have some metabolic uh, issues or, uh, you know, maybe you just want to get stronger. So maybe you look for a coach that has a fitness or an exercise physiology background. So whatever you are looking for, you can find a coach that has that specialty because we've all built our toolbox before we were able to sit for a health coach certification. So I would, I would start there at the board level and then work backwards for a specialty
0: yeah and that's that's a really good point um that national if you want to look up and find a health coach who's certified um through the national board i believe it's n national board nbchwc.org and then they have a find a health coach um tab there. So that is a great place to look. And and you're right. There are so many certifications out there. It's really hard to pinpoint which one to go to, but so many health coaches are certified in a variety. Like I'm a carnivore coach. That's one of my um, three certifications that I have. I don't only help carnivores, but that is one of the specialties. And then there are coaches who work with Lyme disease or autoimmune conditions or even just mothers of autistic children, right? There, you know, it, whatever it is that you're looking for, you are going to find a health coach that specializes in that. Guaranteed. Yeah, absolutely. I agree yeah. with you. So, what kind of skill sets does a health coach use that might be different than? A nutritionist or a dietitian or a therapist, right? Why would someone want to go to a health coach?
2: So, those types of clinicians or practitioners are going to be very prescriptive. And a health coach is going to make you the expert. You're the expert of you. So, we're going to elicit your inner wisdom and your passions and values and goals. We're not going to prescribe it, we're going to help you come to finding it yourself because it's in there. And so some of the core skills, which I think is, makes us super special is mindful listening. There are pauses, there are silence, we don't interrupt. Versus you go into the doctor's office, they have about 12 to 15 minutes to see you. Right. And you know other, other uh, practitioners and clinicians are very uh, structured with their schedule. So we're not rushing you through anything, we're meandering, we're doing this slow, deep dive into what really matters to you and where you want to go and how we can help you get there. So, you know, we're, we're using open-ended questions. We're doing lots of reflections, perceptive reflections. We're doing positive reframing. Uh, We use humor and playfulness. We have the time to do this. So we keep it light and we keep it easy. Um, And then we're, we're championing you to be the very best you can. So we're cheerleading, you know, our, Our certainty about the client's abilities is greater than their doubt. So, that's we always are keeping that in the forefront.
0: I love that. And I often get calls um, during my consultation calls. I'll have a prospective client say to me, Am I going to have to give up all my favorite foods? Am I going to have to go to the gym? Am I going to have to do this and do that? And, you know, what do you say to someone when they say that to you? You're the boss. You don't have to yeah. give up anything,
2: nothing. And and I have, a, I have a quick good story about that. I helped someone lose 100 pounds and he loved having two bagels for like a, maybe a mid morning snack. Even it wasn't even breakfast, two bagels with peanut butter and jam. And he loved them. Do I have to give them up? I said, you don't, you don't, but let's look at your goals and let's see ways that you believe you can get the, get to this goal. You know, what are the things? Cause there will be some sacrifice when you want to lose hundred pounds. And he came to that on his own. He said, you know what? Because there's nothing off limits. We're not ruling anything out. You can always go back to it. So he said, you know what? I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to, I'm going to eliminate it for however, I think it was maybe four months or so. And then when he got to this reasonable weight and felt in control, he said, you know what? I'm going to, I love it. I want to reintroduce it. I'm not going to have to, Maybe you have one or maybe a half, Mm -hmm. but it's all about how you perceive uh, or demonize behaviors, foods, what have you, and there's nothing off limits. It's how we approach our relationship with it and how it fits into our, our goal setting process.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and there might be someone who comes to the table and maybe they do, maybe it would benefit them to go through a, an elimination diet and the health coach is there to help guide them. We aren't there to tell them what to do, but we're, help, we're there to help bring forth education and maybe science inform, information based on science um, and just um, helping them with the courage to move forward in an elimination diet, because it is really tough out there to, to manage that in the home and out of the home.
2: Absolutely. Especially if you have a big family that's not really on board with what you're doing, you're, you're kind of on your island. But yes, we bring support, we bring uh, science-backed, we, we debunk these myths that are out there, it's very yeah. noisy, lots of information that's false, that's at your fingertips. So yes, the support and the education is very, very vital when people want to partake in something such as that.
0: Yeah, and perhaps uh, somebody got a medical diagnosis that they are... Um not informed about and their doctor doesn't have the time or the skill set to help manage that with them. So we can often bridge the gap between that medical diagnosis and the real life and how to re-navigate this new lifestyle that maybe is going to be the most beneficial way for them to move forward in their life.
2: Absolutely. We're part of the care team. We're an exactly. accountability partner. We help them adhere to anything that's being recommended or prescribed. So there's it's very vital I believe for a health coach to be involved
0: in that entire process. So I know you work a little bit in corporate wellness. Tell us about um, what that means in terms of bringing a health coach into a corporation and uh, all all what does that look like?
2: Yeah, so it depends. I've been in many different environments, so it depends on what the focus is. You know, some some companies will focus on providing diabetes support and education and coaching, or uh, MSK musculoskeletal health uh, conditions. Um, I've worked in places where we've just dealt with, generally speaking, some of the sicker populations for insurance companies. Let's say, so they want to intervene with lifestyle habits that could. Likely, potentially uh, re- reduce the amount of uh, healthcare dollars they're spending mm-hmm. on these people. So a lot of it is is helping them develop new lifestyle, healthy habits. And so the coach comes in, and and um, so a lot of it could be incentivized to to like the carrot to 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 dangle mm-hmm. that in front of them to get them interested because. Another problem is people don't know what a health coach is, but once you get them in there, you say, hey, I, I'm your comrade, I'm your partner here in peeling back the layers of some health care, um, some lifestyle habits that could be hindering you and could be keeping you sick and be keeping you tired and unhealthy. And so you work with... Uh, This population, I've dealt with people with dual diagnoses, lots of medications and and multiple autoimmune diseases and what have you. And so simple things can go a long way, just like how much water, you know, all the basics of, of intake questions we would have as a coach for your basic lifestyle habits that you control, sleep, nutrition, you know, movement, water, things like that.
0: And within that corporate population, do you find that most people are really excited and looking forward to this experience with you or that they're more, uh, inhibited or hesitant about starting the process?
2: It's all over the board. Now, sometimes they'll be lured with a gift card. They're super psyched to get a gift card. Right. And if you can build rapport and trust and, and friendliness very quickly, they develop excitement to, to have someone that's dedicated to their needs and goals and visions every week. So there's a lot of ways to get them excited. And once they see what can be done here, the progress is like simple things. We're not telling you that you, you know, you know we're not cutting off limbs here and, and donating them. Like it's simple stuff that they can embrace and feel good about themselves and feel autonomous. Now I've had I've had skeptical people who come and think that I'm going to steal their information and give it to Microsoft or, you know, some these conspiracy uh-huh. theories where they're, they they do not trust the healthcare system or anything that they've been embroiled in. Cause some of these people have been in there for years and they're not, they're undertreated. So they're skeptical about anybody really caring because uh-huh. they've been dealing with this stuff for years. So you got to win those people over. And that can be done with some good, you know, coaching presence and, and building that rapport. And then when they see that you're in their corner and you're dedicated 30 minutes, usually, you know, I know some sessions are shorter and some can be longer, but by and large, an average of 30 minutes a week, you're totally dedicated to that person. And that's all that matters. And when do they get undivided attention like that? Hardly Mm -hmm. ever anymore in the world we live
0: in. Yeah, that's a really good point. Do they ever ask you how long until I'm going to be able to change my life and feel better? Um, I, what is?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't had someone ask me for a timeline on it. But w- what, when they do exhibit some restlessness or frustration over making behavior changes or achieving goals, you just explain to them that it takes. Two to eight months to cement new habits and new goals. And so it, it takes a little bit of time. How long have you been doing it the other way? Probably decades.
3: Exactly. And we get
2: how long we've we've patterned and, and, and grooved these bad you know or unwanted habits. And so we want the other the other the good stuff to be a light light switch that we flip. But the other stuff we've been grooving for decades and years. So uh, I just explained to them that you know, take every day, every week as it comes. Make the little change, it really little micro doses of awareness and mindfulness and 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 being committed to the process,
0: right. You'll so, get there. yeah, most health coaching programs are not going to be less than three months, right because we've been trained and understand that it takes at least three months for someone to really get into the groove of managing a new lifestyle. And for some programs, it might be six months or longer. And there are coaches out there who have um, 12 month commitments as well. So um, it's certainly not going to be one of these 21 day turnarounds. Like people think it it takes 21 days to change a habit. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Anyone can do anything for probably 21 days, but to maintain it for life, you know, we're, we're looking at lifestyle changes for the long term. Absolutely. You're you're wanting to cement them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So where can listeners find you on uh, social media and how can people get in touch with you?
2: Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm pretty active on Instagram and I post workouts and motivational, inspirational things and books that I read that are I'm kind of a book nerd when it comes to wellness health and wellness topics. And so they can find me at Jen Bruno fitness on Instagram and my website is Jay Bruno fitness and I'm on LinkedIn, Jen Bruno. I'm pretty active there as well. If you want to connect on a, a you know, work or career level, I post uh, things that fall in line with fitness and coaching so that those are the topics I maintain there.
0: When you work with a client, are you working with the whole health coaching, lifestyle change, and the fitness? You put it all in one, or are you, are you sometimes working with one versus the other?
2: It's usually one or the other. I'll have the the unique person that says, if they come for fitness, they just want fitness. They don't really want to look at their food, even though they know maybe we should clean up the nutrition, but they're just there for the workout. Uh, I'll have the rare person that comes for both. I have a couple clients right now who are in it for both they want to tie it all together because they really do believe in the value of a holistic approach and looking at every aspect and they 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 believe in that so they have the motivation to intrinsically look at that but it's usually they come for one or the other yeah fortunately i i like to you know pepper them with this other stuff they don't want to you know think about or look at but you can't, you, you you can't force any of that. No, apart. not you, at all. You know, but I, I do.
0: I, I think um, having the fitness component and the health coaching lifestyle change component is um, genius to put it together. Right. And so those, the clients that you have that come to you for both, like they're really getting a lot out of their sessions. So that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, and it's a little quicker. <laughs> they're starting to see things right
2: and quicker. So, right. Well, thank
0: you so much for joining me. And um, I'm really excited to share all this information out there. And really, I want all of these listeners to walk away really understanding what a health coach does and where we fall into their health equation. So thank you so much again for joining me, Jen.
2: Thank you, Jill. Thanks for spreading the good word. We need all the the, the information
3: out there. that we Absolutely.
0: Can...
3: Thanks so much. Thank you.
0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the third part of my three part series on what is a health coach and today my guest is Ashley Honeycutt, who is the director of health coaching operations for your and a national board certified health and wellness coach as well. She has a passion for behavior change and supporting health coaches. She began her career as an educator, teaching elementary school, and eventually moving into school administration before discovering a zest for empowering healthy humans to achieve their best self and live a life they love. She has an amazing personal story, which drove her into becoming a health coach. And um, I'm excited for you to hear her perspective on what is a health coach. So let's uh, dive in. Hi, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. It's wonderful to be here and chat with you. Well, you are my third health coach in my three-part series, so I'm really excited to um, have you bring in the final final wrap-up on what is a health coach. So first, I would love to know what even drew you to becoming a health coach?
4: Oh man. Yeah. I feel like these stories for so many of us are really personal and mine is no different. So I think I've always loved being really athletic, being involved in sports, things like that. But when I had kids, time becomes an issue, right? And so we put our kids before us, my own personal time took a back seat and I dropped a lot of those activities that I used to really enjoy. And then we started homeschooling our kids, which I absolutely love. But as I came Staying home longer and longer, the fridge was really accessible, kids' snacks were really accessible, and my own health took a big backseat. I noticed mental health, you know, when you're talking to little people all day, you start to miss those adult interactions and things, and uh, I just noticed that I was feeling the effects of that. So long story short, ended up getting back involved into CrossFit, which is something that I absolutely love. Found a box, got involved there, got connected with a health coach who really helped me realign my values and find my strengths and kind of get back to those roots and get back to myself, find that system that worked for me, still allowed me to be there for my children, but also to show up for myself, which in turn allowed me to be a better mom, better wife, better friend, like all of those pieces, right? So I saw firsthand how that personal connection and that health coach changed my life. And I've always been one who really loves those personal connections. So I was an educator first and then, you know, moved into some ministry positions while I was home with my kids. And then that led me to health coaching because I really wanted to help other people have that same transformation that I had.
0: I love that story. I mean, what a great example (laughs) you're setting for your kids and the homeschooling. I have five kids. There's just no way I could have homeschooled, but- (laughs) (laughs) So bless you for that. So you walk into a room, you're either networking or you're at a party and someone says, what do you do? How do you explain what a health coach is to that person?
4: Oh man, there's so many directions we could go with this, but I think just boiling it down to the simplest health coach is that ally, right? They're that person who's going to help you understand, set, and achieve your goals when we boil it right down. Now there's a whole lot that goes into that. We know that there's behavior change, there's motivation, there's setting up those systems that work for you in your life. But at the heart of it is really just someone who wants to help you do those three things and someone who's gonna help you make sense of all of that information that's out there in the world. We all know you scroll Facebook, you look at the news, you get on the internet anywhere, you talk to people in your friends group. There's so much information to parse through and it can be really overwhelming. And your health coach can help you make sense of that and boil it down and find out what works for you. So at the heart of it is that person that's going to understand that and help you achieve your, your health and wellness goals, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so what are those unique skill sets that a health coach has that makes us so unique when we're part of that health equation for somebody?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously lots of modalities that health coaches are trained in, but we kind of are looking like, I like to think it was like the soft skill sets, right? So I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of what we're talking about, those those pieces, like Curiosity I think is a huge one. As health coaches, we have to be curious to ask those right questions. So we're trying to help clients explore their motivation for change and trying to find those strategies to help them um, accomplish their goals. So you really have to have a very curious nature, right? We're leaning into that. I have to flip side of that, have the capacity to be a good listener, right? It's great to ask the right questions, but we also have to pause and really listen to those answers. And sometimes that's even listening between lines. Um, I think sometimes, you know, even when, when we're talking for ourselves, we're not quite sure what we want to say. And so we're pausing and we're thinking about it. And as a coach, we can help someone pull those pieces out, right, by asking the right questions and really listening for what they're trying to say. Um, I think being interested in people helps a whole lot. So interested in motivating and partnering with people. Um, A lot of that is going to be understanding where our scope is. I mean, obviously with any of these things, you know, our our scope is always going to be our guidelines there and it's easy to go outside of those if we're not careful, but um, really wanting to be alongside someone through that journey and ability to relate with people with compassion. That's going to be a big one. So communicating compassionately without judgment that ties in really nicely with being that good listener, right? And then I think just commitment to professionalism, right? So recognize when to consult with those experts, when to consult with referrals, because we're here to serve that client and we want them to have the best care possible. And so recognizing when we can provide that care and when someone else may be the best fit to provide that care. So all of that wrapped together. And I think too, I said, that was the last one. I got one more in there. Definitely practice what you preach. This is a hard one. I feel like sometimes for us as health coaches, But we have to be committed to walking the talk too. Absolutely.
0: How many times have we all walked into a doctor's office and the doctor that comes in is (laughs) overweight, you can smell cigarettes on him, you know, you just know he is not the epitome of health and here you are getting advice from him. Um, All all great things. I have a couple of things I wanted to break down in that. Questions. How do we ask questions we talk about open-ended and closed-ended questions a lot in our training. And I wanted to give the listeners some examples of what that might be and why it's so important as health coaches to really focus on those open-ended questions. So what are those and what would be an example?
4: Yeah. So open questions, open-ended questions are going to be the ones that where you can't answer with yes or no. Right. And it's yeah. where we're trying to elicit more information. And I think too, it's really important because often when we ask the reverse of that, those closed-ended questions, the yes, no questions, they can sometimes be leading, right? So if we say, um, you know, do you like vegetables? Like I'm I'm making a very simple statement here. You kind of feel like you have to say yes, right? I mean, if I say no, there's kind of an implication to that. Whereas, you know, if we do more of an open-ended for what kind of vegetables do you like? Well, then maybe we can explore that and we can find out a little bit more what that looks like. Um, Now, if we want to stay away from food, of course, that could be something like, what kind of exercises do you like to do, right? We could could dive into that. Um, It's going to help us to pull out more information. And oftentimes, we might be able to go in a completely different direction than what we think, because it allows them to give us sentences for responses instead of one word. Yeah. And what about
0: scope of practice? What does that mean in terms of being a health coach? Because I want the listeners to understand that anyone can go to become, can go become a health coach. A doctor can go become a health coach. A psychiatrist can go become a health coach. So a lot of health coaches have stacked certifications that allow them to practice within the boundaries of whatever they're doing. So I wanted you to explain that a little bit more.
4: Yeah. I think this one is a really tough one because there's no standardized definition for health coach right so we can see it for everything from maybe someone who's marketing a particular product can call themselves a health coach all the way up to your right someone who maybe is a medical physician who is also practicing as a health coach so there's this huge wide range and gamut of what that can mean Um, i think it's important to know when we're practicing In the role of a health coach, though, so there will be times even someone who is a physician is practicing as a physician and then other times they're going to be practicing as a health and wellness coach. And knowing in what capacity or what hat you're wearing is really, really important Um, and knowing that when you're practicing as a health and wellness coach that we are putting the client in the driver's seat. They are the expert on themselves. We are leaning into their self-efficacy. Sure, we're asking questions. Sure, we're trying to help them make sense of all this information. We're trying to help them discover what that next step is for them, but we're letting them drive. And I think that's gonna be the key piece to that scope there
0: yeah that's a great point so many times when I'm having a consultation call with someone there I can hear the fear in that person's voice when they ask me are you going to tell me that I have to give up x y and z (laughs) yes right and that's a big fear and it's a big block in terms of them progressing on their own health journey so how would you respond to that yeah
4: well the short answer is no But I think we have to talk about why, right? There's a lot more that goes into that. So while there's definitely a place for prescribed plans, so such as someone if they have a uh, medical necessity or there's a physician that's told them they need to do something because of a medical condition that they have, that's certainly going to be an outlier. And there is definitely a place for that. We're going to assume that the person we're talking to is medically healthy and has not been given a necessity for any particular plan. And um, it can really fall apart if we give them a plan and they don't need that because it doesn't account for the reality of their life right it doesn't take into consideration who they are. What they care about um, who they spend time with what their schedule looks like and at the end of the day, we change because we want to right not because we should or we're told or we're given this great plan so. Of course, the way to get those different results is to establish different behavior patterns. And the way you do that is to have a plan that is just for you. And who is the best person to come up with that plan that's gonna work for you? Well, of course you, right? You are the expert on you. So you know your circumstances, you know your priorities, you know everything about you front and center, And they're the expert, they're trained, certified, they know everything about themselves. So we want to put them in the driver's seat for that. And the health coach can come right alongside them to help them figure that out. And one of the wonderful things
0: about health coaches is there's all different types of health coaches. There are health coaches who focus in menopause or who focus in Lyme disease or autoimmune or thyroid issues that can help support you because that's their specialty. They still have to work within that scope of practice of being a health coach, but they might have a deeper knowledge of a very specific condition. Perhaps they have the condition or a family member had the condition. And so they're very knowledgeable or have done more, um, studying or have taken further, uh, um, classes or programs on that specific, Mm -hmm. um, area and thus have decided they are, or have earned that right to be an expert in, in that condition. So whatever element or whatever issue you are dealing with, there is a health coach out there for you. Absolutely. In your line of um, work, which I want to talk about, because I think it brings a different perspective of health coaching here, you work for um, yourcoach.com, and I want you to explain what that is, because there's all these new companies popping up that are helping support health coaches and helping support the client and merging the two together, and you have a unique position in that.
4: Yeah, so it's uh, yourcoach.health, and so what we do- Oh, sorry about that. No, that's Okay. (laughs) Dot com just rolls right off of our tongue. Yeah. what we're used to. Um, but this is yourcoach.health. And what we are is an end-to-end practice management platform. So it's a HIPAA compliant platform that helps health coaches manage everything from their live sessions, their session notes, the chat with their clients, like all of those pieces that you need to run your business, right? Make sure your clients are taken care of. Uh, And then we're also the only operating system for behavior change that's powered by health and wellness coaches. And what that means is that we help you fill up your practice and your digital wallet by client opportunities through our industry partnerships. So a couple of different sides to that really neat uh, company opportunity. um, I love talking about it. I could probably go on for for days here on it.
0: (laughs) Is your platform HIPAA compliant? Yes, absolutely.
4: And why is it so important for health coaches? Well, so there's a couple of different things that go along with that, I think. Now, do you have to be HIPAA compliant at this point? No, not necessarily. However, I think if we're going to, one, be taken seriously professionally, Mm -hmm. and two, if we're gonna do right by our clients, I do think we need to look at being HIPAA compliant. It means that we are taking our clients' information seriously and taking every step that we can to protect their personal information. They are entrusting us with some of their most private information, right? They're telling us about their struggles, Uh, their triumphs, uh, things that are very personal about themselves, their medical issues, challenges, fears, all of those things. And so to me, I, you know, I want to make sure that those are protected to the best of my ability. And so when I see that something is HIPAA compliant, it lets me know that the company I'm partner with or trusting with that information is also taking that seriously.
0: Yeah. Very good point. When someone is interested in finding a health coach, what do you think are the most important things for the person to look for in that health coach? Yeah.
4: Yeah. A couple of different things. I think one, the first thing, while there's no one magical certification that I would say is the one thing you have to look for, I do think that if someone has taken the steps to professionalize themselves with some kind of professional degree or certification, that is definitely a step in the right direction. So an example, of course, would be the National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. So back in 2016, if we back up, you know, the NBHWC short for National Board for Health and Wellness Coaches paired with the National Board of Medical Examiners to create this unified code of Ethics, education, research, credentials, all of those things to standardize the training and certification of health coaches. And I think that that's that shift towards professionalizing the industry and creating this gold standard, right? So not to say it is the only certification out there. I'm just giving an example of one that would be kind of that professional marker of something that you could look for. Um, There are definitely other ones out there as well. So, you know, professional degrees that happen, lots of colleges have different um, health coaching degrees that are out there as well. Um, any of those continuing education things where people have really tried to educate themselves and take that extra step is great. Yeah, I, think um, that's I would true. definitely... Yeah, I mean, we should all keep learning, right? Lifelong yep. learning. And I think with science, we know it's ever changing. We discover more and more and more every month, right? It seems like there's always new studies coming out. So we have to stay on top of those things.
0: Yeah, and, and part, there, part of being a national board certified health and wellness coach is having to take continuing education courses over every, every three years. We have to take, I think it's 36 um, mm-hmm. units. We do,
4: yes which is great. I mean, it make sure yep. that we're staying at the top of our game, right?
0: Yep. And a lot of those continuing education units have to do with continuing our knowledge and our practice of using the skill sets that we originally learned, because if we don't use them, like you said, before we uh, jumped on the podcast, if we don't use those all the time, we lose them very quickly. Yes. Yes. I've got a, a question for you. How long will it take for a client to change their behavior working with a health coach?
4: Oh, wouldn't it be great if we just had the answer to that? (laughs) Right. If I could just say, it's going to take 12 weeks wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. We no. are humans. There is no formula we can put in, no input, output that's magical that can determine that. It really depends on goals. It depends on the people. It depends on all these external factors we may or may not be able to control, right? So health coaching is really more of a marathon in the sprint, right? We're talking about lifelong behavior change. Yep. So if we look at it from that perspective, then we could say not that long, right? Because, you know, we've got this whole long life ahead of us, but, um, you know, there's there's no magical time. Um, I do think too, sometimes we have to stop and we have to ask, is the goal we came in with really the goal we want to work on? I know when, you know, with the clients I practice with, I'm sure you notice this too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a client comes in and they have a very specific goal. So say they come in and I want to get in shape. I want to run a 5k. Right. And then you start digging into it and you're asking questions and you're going through that evoking process and you uncover it's really they want to increase their energy because they want to be able to play with their kids on the playground. That's what it boils down to. Well, now we have a very different conversation, right? The goals have shifted, they've changed. We figure out they're not sleeping enough, they're chugging caffeine during the day to stay awake because they're not sleeping enough. And Mm -hmm. then everything morphs and changes. Right. So what we thought was going to be a 12-week couch to 5K has now become very
0: different, right? Absolutely. And I would say that the minimum that you'd want to engage with a partnership with a health coach would be three months. I don't think much can be done under under three months. And when I first became a health coach, I actually created four-week sessions because uh, it was so new back then and people were so hesitant to even work with a health coach that I wanted to make it more... um, just easier for people to not feel like they were devoting so much time and so much energy and so much, you know, of a financial investment in it. And I realized, you know, four weeks, anyone can hold it together for four weeks, right? But we're looking for these lifelong goals, your, your personalized lifestyle, your personalized map, that's going to optimize your overall health and wellness. And that doesn't take four weeks.
4: Exactly. And I think too, such profound learning comes from stumbling, right? We have Mm -hmm. to stumble. We have to fail. We have to figure out how to navigate that. And most of the time that's going to happen, at least in my experience, somewhere around that nine to 12 week point, right?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me. Um, What a wonderful way to end my three-part series on what is a health coach. And I certainly know that my listeners are going to walk away and really understand the three different perspectives that that all three of you health coaches brought to the table. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you if they're interested interested in your health dot health? Did I get that right this time? Close. your coach health. Your, oh my goodness your coach health <laughs> <laughs> and and I know that you're also a, um, a practicing health coach
1: mm-hmm.
0: at the same time. So where can I people am. find you?
4: Yeah. so, For my primary role, which is Director of Health Coaching Operations at Your Coach Health, you can find us. We're on all social media and, of course, at yourcoach.health. If you type that into your web browser, you'll find us. We're also an app. So in your app store, you can find your coach and download it there. You can message me in the platform. Or, you know, you can reach out to me through through those social channels as well. And um, that's great. Of course, you can find me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with coaches. Um, it's a pleasure to see what coaches are doing to stay in the coaching world. I think we all have so much we can learn and build off of each other. Um, the coaching community is so unique. I've met some really amazing people here, yeah. and I feel like there's so many resources that we can share among each other and it's neat to celebrate successes and see what people are doing. And um, so I love that. so definitely I would love to connect with people on LinkedIn as well.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And um just for all the listeners out there, most health coaches will offer you a free consultation call and to make sure that you're both a good match for each other. It's not just about a health coach looking for more clients, right? We want to make sure that you are with that you are both paired up um, equally. And if not, health coaches have, Um, a wonderful networking uh, referral system. And there are plenty of times where I have clients referred to me by a health coach that maybe they weren't a good Absolutely. match for. And I refer out people to other health coaches that are going to be a better match for them as well. So just know that even if you have a consultation call with one health coach, and it's not a good match, there's always going to be help in finding the right match for you. So Ashley, thank you so much again. I am going to put all your contact information correctly into the show notes <laughs> so that people can find you. Um, <laughs> and it was wonderful to meet you. And um, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Lifestyle changes can be hard and overwhelming to make. By building your support team of functional medicine doctors, therapists, and health coaches, you can reach your optimal health goals. Be sure to check out my other podcasts. Until we meet again, stay healthy.
3: Noah, yeah. Turn that off. What? I'm recording. Turn that off. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I need more light.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. Today starts my three part series titled, What is a Health Coach? I probably should have done this at the very beginning of my podcast last year, but whatever, live and learn. Health coaching dates back as far as, oh no, I said that wrong. Okay, start over.
3: Sally, you staying in here for the recording? Welcome
0: to another episode of the health trip podcast today starts my three part series titled what is a health coach, I probably should have done this podcast in the beginning about a year ago but whatever live and learn. So what is a health coach and why are we important to one's health journey equation.
3: Welcome to another episode of the Health Ship Podcast Hi,
0: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Health Ship Podcast. Today starts my three-part series titled "What Is a Health Coach?" I realize I never did this podcast when I first started my podcast over a year ago, explaining what we do, who we are, how we're credentialed, and how we work with our clients. So I probably should have done this way back when, but we're moving forward now. Health coaching dates as far back as the 1960s. Today, there are over 128,000 health coaches in the U.S. certified by hundreds of programs. We can be found in hospital settings, doctor's offices, corporations, health insurance companies, spas, local and state government agencies, and working as independent business owners like myself. Health coaches write cookbooks, diet and lifestyle books, write books about their personal journey, and host podcasts like me again. Health coaches come in all different flavors. Most of us specialize in a specific health and wellness topic, such as autoimmune conditions, menopause, weight loss, men's health, trauma, chronic pain, sleep, stress, ADHD, parents of autistic children, Lyme disease, hair loss, and just feeling your best. The list goes on and on. Some health coaches like myself go on to become a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach, which means that we've been trained at the highest level as possible. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. Today marks my three-part series titled, What is a Health Coach? I realized that when I started my podcast over a year ago, I never really talked about what we do, how we work with our clients, what we specialize in, how we've been trained and all the things in between. So I'm going to bring on three um, health coaches to talk about their experience and what they do. And hopefully by the end of this series, you can walk away really understanding why we're such an essential part of your health journey equation. So health coaching dates as far back as the 1960s. And today there's over 128 health coaches in the U.S. alone, certified by hundreds of programs. We can be found in hospital settings, doctor's offices, corporations, health insurance companies, spas, local and state government agencies, and working as independent business owners like myself. And health coaches, they write cookbooks, they write about diet and lifestyle, they write about their personal journey, and they host podcasts, again, like myself. Health coaches come in all different flavors. Most of us specialize in the health and wellness topics. Such as autoimmune conditions, menopause, men's health, weight loss, trauma, chronic pain, sleep, stress management, ADHD, parents of autistic children, Lyme disease, hair loss, the list goes on and on. Some health coaches, also like myself, go on to become a national board certified and wellness coach, which means that we've been trained at the highest level possible, conducted at least 50 hours of coaching, and studied for and took the board exam developed under the wings of the National Board of Medical Examiners. So who are we anyways? And that's why we're here today. In this series, I'm going to be chatting with three very different health coaches about what we do, how we're trained, what skill sets we use, and how we differ from nutritionists and dietitians. how we work with our clients and everything in between. My goal is to make sure you walk away from this episode truly understanding the ins and outs of health coaching and why so many people like yourself perhaps would benefit from working with one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Health Trip Podcast. Today starts my three-part series titled What is a health coach? Health coaching dates as far back as the 1960s. And today, there are over 128,000 health coaches in the US certified by hundreds of programs. We can be found in hospital settings, doctor's offices, corporations, health insurance companies, spas, local and state government agencies, and working as independent business owners like myself. We write cookbooks. We write about diet and lifestyle changes. We write about our personal journey. And We host podcasts again, like me, health coaches come in all different flavors. Most of us specialize in health and wellness topics such as autoimmune conditions, men's health, menopause, weight loss, trauma, chronic pain, sleep strategies, stress management, ADHD, parents of autistic children, Lyme disease, hair loss, the list literally goes on and on. Some health coaches like myself go on to become a national board certified health and wellness coach, which means that we've been trained at the highest level as possible, conducted 50 hours of coaching before taking the test, which is the board exam developed under the wings of the national board of medical examiners. So what is a health coach anyways? And that's why we're here today. In this series, I'll be chatting with three very different coaches about what we do, how we're trained, what skill sets we use, how we differ from nutritionists and dietitians, how we work with our clients and everything in between. My goal is to make sure you walk away from this episode, truly understanding the ins and outs of health coaching and why so many people like yourself, perhaps would benefit from working with one. So my first guest today is Michael Krug. Michael is a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and Certified Personal Trainer through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. He has been practicing since 2018 and works with busy professional men to help them build strength and lose weight while increasing their energy and confidence. Though he currently embodies health, Michael has seen both Ends of the health spectrum. In 2012, at the age of 20, Michael weighed 275 pounds. His blood pressure was 160 over 10 with medication. He had dropped out of college and was dealing with extreme depression. Through years of trial and learning, Michael developed simple but powerful strategies to reclaim his own health and now coaches men to do the exact same thing. So, a little medical disclaimer before we dive in with Michael. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice or for making any lifestyle changes to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any of my guests on my podcast. So stay tuned. Let's dive in.